0: Good evening everyone and welcome. Tonight's class is titled Manual or Automatic. I know there was a printing mistake in the email. It said manual of automatic. Yes. Tonight I'm not. Gonna give, I will not be giving you a class on how to drive an automatic car. But we will discuss the difference between a manual or automatic car. The idea of Sometimes we need to do some work. Other times we just it happens on its own. You know, you can get to two places by just keep, just pressing the pedal. Or sometimes you got to actually move your hand a little bit. I was, I was on my way here. I was thinking, which is a good thing, right, Savi? It's a good thing, yeah. I was thinking.
1: All depends on what you're thinking.
0: What? What is the difference? Let's take a, let's take a couple, husband and wife, and the wife tells her husband a few rules. They get and the day after they're married. She sets down a few rules. She says, "Look, these are the rules. The rules are, I don't know, you don't leave the house after 9 p.m. The fridge is always stocked. I don't know. Whatever rules she makes up." She has some positive rules and some negative rules. Good evening. Some positive rules and some negative rules, right? The let's let's give in, let's make something up. The positive rule is that there's always going to be diet peach Snapple in the fridge. That's the positive. And the negative rule is, you know, I don't. Know, don't ever, don't ever let the soap run out. Is there any difference between the positive and negative rules? That's the question. Is there any difference between the positive and negative rules? And let me say it in other words. Sure. Hmm. Do you express your love for your spouse by not, breaking, by not going against her words more than if you would do something she asked for? Feel like I'm not expressing this correctly. No, you, you say, are, say my question. Say talk no, for me. Uh, uh, no,
2: I understand that it it's very tempting to say that it takes more effort to do positive.
0: Wait, first say the question, because I feel like I wasn't so clear for everyone well, else.
2: Uh, so the way I view the question is: What shows your love more for your partner—doing the things she wants you to do, or not breaking the, the rules that she doesn't want you to do? Well said. Oh. Well said. I appreciate that. So I so I would say initially. It takes more effort to actually do something than to refrain from doing, from doing what she doesn't want. Um, and that's in terms of physical effort. But in terms of emotional self-control and not being controlled by somebody else, emotionally it may be more difficult to not break the, the negative rules.
0: Emotionally it's harder not to break the negative rules and physically it takes more exertion to do the positive. I appreciate that.
1: I found it spends on the day of the week.
0: Okay. Well, it depends on the day of the week. I, I, going but, the so, and this is truly possible. is going to be the focus of our conversation tonight. You know, we're always, we spoke last week, we're always judging. We're always judging everyone else. And how come someone that Sins is a sinner. But someone that doesn't do the positive mitzvos we don't we don't like we don't even we don't think about that. Someone that sins that they're going against and they're not eating what God says, they're doing they're completely they're eating what they're not allowed to, we say that's a sinner. But how about the holy person that doesn't exert himself? To do more, it takes more energy for the person. Let's review last week's, so and this is going to put us put us in, in focus. Last week we discussed how the heavy Shafa ruach bifnei kol haadam. We need to be humble be humble of spirit before everyone, man, woman, Jew, non-Jew, holy, unholy. In the words of the Tanya, extremely, extremely strong words, even in the presence of the most worthless of worthless men, we need to be of humble spirit. Unbelievable. We ask, how could we come to such a feeling? Don't judge your friend until you've reached his place. And you'll never understand his place. His place! What's his physical setting? What is his spiritual makeup? Perhaps he is someone, perhaps you are someone who sit in your, you know, you, you sit in your office typing away on the computer and he is out there in the, as a salesperson. Perhaps you are a cold and frigid person and he is naturally a, a lively and, and, uh, and, and very excited and passionate person. We can't compare! So then we asked one second, maybe the person that is out, the salesperson that is passionate, maybe he's not to blame. He said, no, nonetheless he is to blame. because no matter what situation you are in, you can always pull out one wild card and say that will save you. What is the wild card? Rem- could, we, could you remind me from last week? What's the wild card that, that you could always pull out in any situation? Fear of God. He out mind. fear of God. Fear of God. We have the ability to pull out our fear of God, to really focus on God and whether it's the very physical level of fear that I'm scared to go, he's going to punish me. Whether it's a deeper level of fear that I love God so much and God loves me, I would never want to disappoint him. Whatever level of fear we are able to connect with at that moment and that can control us in whatever situation we may be. So no matter what happens, a person is always going to be judged. But we concluded last week with this point. The power it takes for someone to overcome a a, for someone who is passionate and is out there, the power it takes him to overcome a sin is the same power as someone who's willing to give up his life. Nisayon Mamash. Literally a test. Then just like someone who is being threatened, serve, serve these idols or I'm going to kill you, we're told, that he needs to have self-control and, and not serve the idol, but that's something unbelievable, the power that's taken from him. To, the t- power that it takes for him to say, I'm not going to serve the idol, I'm going to give him my life. That same power is necessary from this person who is about to sin and to, to pull back from this sin. That's where we concluded. So now we, continue, we're going to continue now and say, this very point we started off with, that someone who is out there and controls hims- and doesn't control himself, is he any worse off than someone who is not actively sinning, but is not exerting himself? Again. Someone who is sitting you're, What are you saying? You're saying don't sin But really what you're telling him is Work hard One of the four guiding principles That Maimonides is Mashmaat Atzmit What's Mashmaat Atzmit, Slev? Uh, self-discipline. self-discipline Chesed Kindness <laughs> MS, Truth Kavod Respect And Mashmaat Atzmit Self-discipline you tell all the students to have self-discipline. So you know what this is like? We're hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. When someone is about to eat something they're not allowed we say, oh, have self-discipline. But someone who naturally eats kosher, oh, so all of a sudden he doesn't have to work... No, if he's not exerting himself, then he's on a deeper level, he's not any better than that person who is sinning. The person who is out there doing the worst sin, you're telling him control yourself, contain yourself, have self-discipline. You know what type of energy you're asking that person to to pull out, to control himself? Are you applying that same energy in your day-to-day life? It's easy for us to go and label, oh, that guy's a sinner. But maybe if we were to compare, if we were to look who is exerting themselves more, Maybe the one out of five times that that person exerts and stops a sin is deeper and higher than myself who is not sinning. I'm not talking about myself. I, well, unfortunately, I have my own issue. We all have our own issues. I'm saying, the person who doesn't sin, right? The fact that he doesn't sin doesn't mean that he's greater than the person who is sinning. We, we, we don't... Does that idea make sense? It's not, he perhaps isn't risking anything.
3: I'm not, you don't, you, if you hold yourself back from doing anything, right, then you're not sitting but you can also not be doing anything positive. Is that what you're, you're saying?
0: I'm trying to say much deeper.
2: You're asking the question what's more important the effort or the results?
0: Yes that's where that's where I started you know with that question of you know with the spouses is it worse to break the the things your spouse tells you you're not allowed to do or to not do what she asks you to do positively and over here what we're saying is the person who sins the few times he doesn't sin is taking a tremendous amount of energy from him. Now let's translate it to ourselves. Are we taking that same energy, that the times that he doesn't sin, are we taking that same energy and using it for the good in our lives? And if we're not, then on a deeper level, we're worse off than that sinner. Let me try and put it on a piece of paper. Let's I,
2: I can come up with a good
0: example. Uh, just see yeah, it. David had his hand up first. so yeah. well, G- yeah. right. Go ahead.
1: With all due respect, Rebbe, it seems that the point of all of this is that the animal soul is going to be the animal soul. What we need to do is to discipline our godly soul so that I'm going to use a... Um, a a Confucian term here, but I think it's appropriate, that we engage in right behavior, and that right behavior becomes the common. Right behavior becomes second nature. And the fact that we don't struggle to do that, that we have achieved a level, does not lessen our commitment, Mm -hmm. and we indeed become what we started this whole Uh, journey with, to be a Benoni. Uh, And I have the news that that is is the purpose, and apparently I'm misguided, but uh, the person who struggles should struggle. He's responsible for his godly soul. In addition to which, what did Maimonides say was the prime principle that you said? Go ahead, I'm listening. I, I can't remember the exact words I'm actually asking you. It's not a rhetorical question. Pardon me? Responsibility for one's behavior. This is personal. It's not in the book. It's not in any Jewish uh, theology that I've come across. But I've always had the, business, the, the uh, feeling, although it's not theological, God's busy, he's got lots to do. I've got a godly soul. I should be responsible for myself. I should step up to the plate. I should do what the rules say because that is the godly way. And I shouldn't always expect nor think about the fact that God expects me to. I should say that little bit of God that's in me, my godly soul, says, hey, get with it. David, I apologize. Are you asking a question? I've got to think about that one. Yes, there's two parts. Yes, and uh, and one was a statement, and the other is the question. Why? I, I'm, not, I'm not understanding why the person who struggles is necessarily more virtuous. That's what he should be doing.
0: Why is the person who struggles better than the person who doesn't struggle? Is that your question? Yes. So I think David Yosef has it. So, so I,
3: I think what you're saying is that what, what matters is, is effort. And and and, uh, and somebody who's doing a lot of effort to avoid doing something bad um, is maybe on a higher level than somebody who's not doing anything bad, but he's not he's not putting out any effort to be better either. But I
1: think well, and we've seen that exemplified by the difference between Sadiqim.
0: Well said. Well said, um, and that, of course, the Torah has lines that you're not let allowed to cross, let's say. So yes, there are things, if someone that is, so to say, crossing those lines, is gonna, is gonna be termed a sinner. But in the context of on a deeper level, it's about the effort. Yeah. Yes, well I think, said. I
2: think
3: that's
0: what you said. Yeah. Yes, see. So,
2: I was just gonna add an example. Please. If I was the teacher of a classroom, and I had two students, and both kids are equally bright, but one has behavior problems, it's just as important to give that kid positive feedback that you've been behaving better week after week, right? And once his behavior improves to the point where he's as good as the well-behaved kid, you can then say, now that you've been behaved, it's time to be performing Whereas with the second boy, you can start right away. You don't have to start with, you've been a good behavior. You can just, so it's just different levels of where they're eventually
0: Let's, let, let's take this inside. And uh, the words of Tanya are always going to be the clearest. So let's, let's see it inside. I think it's going to help us. We're holding page... We're in the middle of chapter 30. <coughs> page 136. Left-hand column. Page 136. Left-hand column. Second paragraph. End of the first, fourth line, therefore. So again, page... Chapter 30. Page 136. Left column, second paragraph, therefore. Or yeah, maybe the third paragraph, dependent on. Four rows now. Yeah. Do we have it, therefore?
3: Therefore, each person. Each person. In um,
0: English? In the English, yeah. If I'm
3: looking at the even numbers, are all in Hebrew. And the other is in English. Yeah. But it's slightly
0: different. Morbasha, did you find it? Well, my book is different. It's, it's a different. I found it. Okay, just one moment. There's, See
3: there's you. what I mean? It's
0: yeah. 30 30, 30 is, 30. 30. Just one moment. Yeah. Chapter 30, Where right here. 30 therefore, therefore, right here. Page 135. Get, yeah, here. The therefore. Therefore, with this understanding that the effort we're asking from the from the um, low of the low, the worthless of worthless, as we mentioned before, is... The energy we're asking them to use to hold back from sin is that of an actual test of giving up one's life. Therefore, each person according to his place and rank in the service of God according to your place, physically where you live, according to your lifestyle, and your rank in the service of God according to your godly, um, where you're holding in your service of God, must weigh and examine his position. Really think. Right? We struggle, and in in the, the one of the struggles that we have today with the smartphones is thinking. Taking time in seclusion to think. We have to weigh and examine whether he is serving God in an appropriate manner with the dimension of such a fierce battle and test. Are we really fighting as hard as that person? The sinner who we're saying, stop sinning. Well, you're asking a lot of them. Are you willing to invest the same in, on your own, in your, in your life? Now, we're going to go ahead and talk about in the realm of do good. Va'aseh Right? There's sur There are things that we're told, do not do. Do not touch fire. And then there's the aseh well, tov. you should do. Let's talk about things you should do. For example, we're going to talk about making blessings, we're going to talk about prayer, giving charity. We're about to talk about these things which are positive commandments. The do not. we're going to talk about, for example, are going to be and haram, not uh, evil slander, etc. So in the point of do good, let's talk about prayer. Prayer is connection. The word tefillah actually means to connect. Kizchabrut Connection Tolfel Klichairaz The Mishnah we learned. The word tefillah Means to connect True tefillah Is focus True tefillah means That we have Completely focused Our mind And exerted our Our mind In connection With Hashem Are we doing that? And we're going to discuss The Effort that it takes that sinner not to sin, we're now going to, t- we're now going to explain what that effort would translate in, in a time of prayer. So, when you walk into Shul, you know what energy we're looking for you to give in your prayer? Let's see. This is serious. As for example, in the realm of do good, as for example, in the service of prayer with Kavanah devotion. We're going to serve God. We're going to go ahead and pray. What are you going to do? Number one, pouring out his soul before God with his entire strength. Number one is, it's not lip service. You're coming to show and your mind is not in your business. Your mind is not on your breakfast or your coffee. Your mind is on, first of all, very technical. You're thinking about what you're saying. right? If you talk to someone on the phone and you're in the middle of doing something else, the person knows right away. You, know, you ever spoke to someone and you know they're not listening to they're not they're not listening to the conversation that's the first question are we in the conversation with Hashem that's question one number two is to the point of exhaustion of the soul if you look in note footnote number eight it says the Hebrew wording is literally to the extent of wringing out the soul are we praying now we're focused on our prayer to the point of exhaustion. We're really, we're really focused on this. We're really connected to it. Number three. While waging war against his body and animal soul within it, which impede his devotion. Okay? So you're coming to Shul. You're ready to really focus. Not only are you going to focus, you're going to really give it all you got. When you're giving it all you got, you're going to fight the animal soul, which is saying stop praying. Don't do that. Right? The Yetzirah is there. My Mendel, let's let's I'm gonna give you a good prize. If you don't pray, if you if you don't pray nicely, I'll give you a good prize. I don't know, whatever the eighthara says. We all know what he says. A strenuous war to beat and grind them like dust each day before the morning and evening prayers. So just the mere fact that you need to prepare for prayer, you need to focus. With a lot of energy and beat the animal soul. That's that itself is big. I can tell you myself. I wish I could focus. I wish I could say I could say one one full prayer, one full paragraph without losing focus. It's tremendous. It's it's talking about myself. It's a tremendous challenge. One paragraph, let alone the entire prayer. Interesting, interesting thought over here. The Altarabi says, the Tanya says, that you you need to focus by the morning and evening prayer. What happened to the afternoon prayer? By the afternoon prayer, you don't need to focus. You don't need to put exertion. So I want to share with you an amazing point. Mincha is done smack in the the middle of the day. As you're about to make your business, business deal, you know when it's going to come? Very soon we're going to change the clock. The latest you could daven mincha is going to very soon be around four o'clock. Around four o'clock that means you're middle of your day. You need to stop everything and daven. So for mincha we say the mere fact that you're able to stop your day, smack in the middle of everything that itself takes a lot of energy. That itself. So we're focusing here on the morning and evening service, shachris and myrin. Are we focused, exertion, and fighting the animal soul? Continues Tanya, that's in the preparation, and at the time, also during prayer in addition, he needs to exert himself with the exertion of the spirit and of this flesh, as will be explained later at length. In chapter 42 we're going to talk about a- another detail of prayer. So we now know prayer is going to take focus. Lev, I feel comfortable asking you. Has there ever been a day that you've said the morning prayer for a half hour? Uh, just one time, did it ever happen that for one minute your mind slips from the focus of the prayer? So we... I, I knew, I knew, I was looking for the right person. Good, you see, it does, it is possible for us to control ourselves. So, the question see?
3: was, is, is it possible that for one moment I was
0: really connected the and, ah, and, and everything else disappeared that's the right it, it, it is extremely challenging to focus on p- focus and p- to focus on prayer for the full extent <laughs> look at look at this this is it, it could it's, it may not leave you leaving so happy tonight but it's true Anyone who has not reached this standard of waging such strenuous war against his body has not yet measured up to the quality and dimension of the war waged by one's evil nature which, which burns like a fiery flame that it be humbled and broken by dread of God. So the next time you see someone that is sinning, don't judge them. Unless you are that person that sits in show. First of all, you should never judge them. But if, even if you want to judge them, are you any better than them? Are you exerting yourself more than they? You never, you never know the answer. You could only know your answer. But you don't know their answer. It could be every little item, the, the smallest good deed for them, can take a tremendous energy and could perhaps be worth to Hashem could could perhaps be more meaningful than something someone else would do make sense? I'm looking at you because I know that you don't don't sin everyone else, they may be uncomfortable if I look at them yes David
1: if I'm concentrating on my prayer and personally I find that I have to read it over sometimes because I become distracted.
0: Uh-oh. You get distracted in real prayer? Yes. We're gonna have to talk about that.
1: But the point is, why am I supposed to even consider what somebody else is doing if I'm concentrating on praying in my business? My business says clean up my my animal soul so that I can justify and glorify my godly soul. If he chooses to do something, then I'm not concentrating on my business.
0: We're not talking about... First of all, I agree with you. That's exactly the message. The message here is never judge anybody else. And always feel... You should always feel of of lower spirit than that person. You should always be accepting of someone else. That's exactly our point. But unfortunately, not like you, some people do judge others. And some people... Well, I don't want to say
1: that I'm terrible I judge him all the time. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> but, but when I find myself doing it, stop it. Right. Concentrate on the you're prayer. You're doing the right thing. That's
0: exactly our point. Our point is don't judge I all everything. I
1: can handle right here. Uh, I, I love it.
0: David's saying, how many things could you handle? I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm with you. Well said. Yes. I have another
3: question. Some, some time ago, you said that, look, you know, if you're in Syria, you know, you're not... Going to be tempted a whole lot, you know, in that, that situation. Uh, whereas if you're out in the world or something, that's a different story. Right. So, so he he is saying that he's he's assuming that oh man, you're you're, you're trying to pray, but then your 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 body is tempting you to do all kinds of things, and I, I think it's not very realistic that, that you know in that situation is where you. Is when you face all those temptations. I mean, I mean, you might do it, you know, five hours later, yeah, <laughs> somewhere else. But, 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 uh, but, it, but, he, it's not that you're having to, you know, really force yourself at the time of prayer.
0: Doctor Mallow can I ask you which word of the Tanya are you referring to? Just I want to make uh, sure uh, I understand well, I, the question. Well, I'm not looking
3: at the Hebrew. I'm looking at the English. In, in English. I'm with you. But. Um, He's talking about praying and then he says you're you're waging war against your body and animal soul that, that are trying to impede your devotion.
0: That's the, the your devotion. Yeah. Your animal soul in Shul you're right. You're right. Yeah. Your animal soul in Shul is not telling you to go and eat that amazing cheeseburger right there because it's not there. That's No, no. But the animal soul could distract your mind. It could say let's not think about God now. Let's think about I mean, the computer game, I don't know if you like playing computer games, but your animal soul could easily distract you, not with what we're, not with, um, you know, so much, perhaps not so much inappropriate items, but it could still distract you. You look out the window and you see things. But but, but Dr. Mallow's point is, even if you're in chill, your animal soul could say, one moment, I have to stop praying because that light fixture is off-centered, you know, that's all coming from the animal soul. Your animal soul's mission? during prayer is not, perhaps, to make you sin. It's just to say, like, that, that person's shirt is really interesting. Baruch, that's a really interesting checkered sweater you're wearing. Where did you get it from? But that's the soul, That's the job. That's what the animal soul is going to do. Oh, sense. Does that make sense? It's not It's not about tempting you to sin. Its job is to stop your devotion and c- concentration on God, and God.
2: What happens if you, you're praying, and all of a sudden you realize,
3: man, I'm, I'm really praying good. Once
0: you, th- you think that's not, not really good anymore, but you're out. Or? You know what the Rebbe once said? He, said? he said that should be your worst issue. Yeah. Someone once came to the Rebbe and said, "I can't learn. I want to stop learning. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting too much pride for my learning. Let that be your issue. You know. Okay. Should be so lucky. Uh, what says here that anyone who has not
3: reached the standard of and strenuous? War against his body is not yet measured up to the, of the dimension of the war waged by one's evil
0: nature. Which burns like a fiery flame. This is a continuation from the beginning of the chapter where we said that there are some people that are naturally frigid and cold, so they're not passionate and they won't get it. It's not hard for them to control themselves in many situations. Uh, however, there are some people that their, that their animalistic soul is on fire like a fiery flame, as we mentioned earlier, of a baker. They're really, really, they're really passionate. And that person, the energy he needs to contain himself is tremendous. Like the energy of someone who's about, who needs to give up his soul.
3: So, so exotic Sadiq would fit into that category that they don't have Of a
0: fiery flame?
3: Well, they, they're, from, they're fiery, but I mean, they, they don't have to wage the war, the strenuous war.
0: Anyone who has not reached this standard of waiting, such... Oh, oh, you're saying that... It, you know, Morabasha, I don't know if this was your point, but I want to say Maribasa brought up a very important point. And, and this is perhaps one of the things Tanya is bringing out. Uh, someone who's holy has a lot of work to do. That's exactly our point here. The holy person is not greater than thou. Because the moment that they've reached a certain point, if they're not working, if they're not working hard, then they're not only they're not better, but in a sense they're lower than the people who are still struggling and are still forcing themselves to concentrate on the fear of God and can did I answer the question? Yeah, okay, so too. Now we spoke previously about prayer. Now we're also going to say, and this is an amazing one. This is one of my biggest challenges, honestly. I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of my challenges. There's making blessings before I eat, and after I eat is extremely challenging to focus. You know, I'm always you're always like in the middle of doing something else. I don't like have okay snack time. Remove everything else away and eat. So I'm only in the middle of doing something else. Extremely challenging to focus at that mm-hmm. time. And another time is there's a blessing we say after we come out of the restroom. But it's also like it's, it's hard to like yeah. concentrate. Which, by the way, if you don't know, that blessing is one of the greatest blessings we say. It's a blessing we thank God for our body. Dr. Malov, you know the Asher Yatzar blessing. Then it's a very basic blessing, and it's a blessing everyone hopefully will say every day, just thanking God for the fact that there are parts of our body that need to open open, parts of our body that should remain closed remain closed. They're not clogged. Something that we
1: if you do or you don't, it's a wash.
0: <laughs> but we, we very much, it's, a, it's an incredible blessing. So what, I was sharing this because it's hard to focus. And that's what we're going to continue. Are you focusing on these blessings? Are you pulling out your fear of God? So, too, in the matter of grace after meals and all benedictions, any blessing. We're drinking water now. Whatever whatever it may be. Whether those connected with the partaking of food or with the performance of precepts before we're about to go ahead and light the Shabbos candles. Are we ready to focus on the blessing we're going to say now that blessed are you, Lord our God, who has commanded us to bless the Shabbos candle? Are we going to be able to focus to be recited with Kavana? So, we need to have intention when we're going to make the blessing. To say nothing of the Kavana of the blessings for their own sake. Teyrul by Raise the hand. How many people have heard the word Teyrul Ishma? Teyrul Ishma. What does Teyrul Ishma mean? Teyrul Ishma means. Two translations. I remember. I want to make sure I have the correct translation here. Um, right. I, I take away the terlishma. Every mitzvah has a spiritual understanding we should be thinking about at that moment not that we could understand why God made the mitzvah so we won't understand it says you can't understand God but Hashem himself has given through whether it is the Gemara or whatever whether it's through Kabbalah whatever it may be every mitzvah has an intention that we should think of could anyone finish this, this, saying, this, this expression with me L'Shem Yichud Kudshah and we, this is something we say In our custom We say before the Baruch Shamar, Sfardim here Anyone Sefardi? If, you, if you're Sefardi You'll know that the Sefardim Say this idea they, they Out loud Pronounce The intention they have For every mitzvah um, Almost by every mitzvah The Shem Yichud they, 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 they are pronouncing What the intention of this mitzvah is So in addition To having intention When saying the blessing Are we focused When we put on the tefillin why are we putting on the tefillin? Are we focused on the? So in addition to light, to, to focusing when we're lighting, when we're saying the blessing on the Shabbos candles, are we focused when we're lighting the candles? Are we focused? Yeah. Are, are the question is Are we focused? Not the question. Okay. So so far we spoke about focusing when we are praying focusing when we're benching, focusing when we're doing commandments, so too in the matter of one's occupation, in the study of the Torah, to learn much more than his innate or accustomed desire and inclination by virtue of a strenuous struggle with his body. Similar when it comes to Torah study, Some people love learning Torah. It's just, it brings them energy. They love it. Okay? Is that person who loves it, is he learning it past his love? Is he able to, is he exerting himself in the study of Torah? For to study a fraction more than one is want is but a small tussle which neither parallels nor bears comparison with the war of one's evil impulse burning like fire. He is called utterly wicked if he does not conquer his impulse so that it be subdued and crushed before God. Wow, wow, let's be careful here. I don't want you to quote me inappropriately someone who does not wage war in a positive thing, he is called utterly wicked. Why is someone who sins called utterly wicked? Someone who doesn't sin, but doesn't exert themselves, is in a sense, I want to be careful here, don't go around saying that everyone is utterly wicked. No, that's not our goal here. We're trying to bring it a point. We're trying to say that someone that does not exert themselves is called in a sense utterly wicked, Because they are not showing their devotion, their love, their connection to God. Continues Tanya. This is perhaps one of the focuses of this chapter. For what difference is there between the category of turn away from evil and that of do good? Why does it matter if God tells me, don't go ahead and do this, oh, I need to listen. But if God told me to do this, I don't need to listen. Why if God tells me that I'm not allowed to go ahead and dig a tunnel over here, all of a sudden I need to listen. But if God told me to build a house, it's not so important to listen. Why do we start, where did it come that people are able to say, yeah, someone who"? Actively goes against Hashem He's bad But someone who passively goes against Hashem He's not bad Like where, where do we make How did this how, What What difference is there Between the category of Turn away from evil And that of do good Both are the command of the Holy King The one and only blessed is He Hashem Told us not to sin Hashem told us to do mitzvos Hashem wants us to not to sin. He wants us to do mitzvot. Someone who is not exerting themselves. Well, then, where are you? Where are you holding? A yekka. So too is the other commandments, especially in matters involving money, as a service of charity and the like. Let's, let's summarize here. Let's put it together. Just just to p- put it in perspective, there are three pillars on which the world stands. That is why outside, you'll see there are two parts of the globe, and the two parts of the globe are hanging on how many pillars? Have you, have you ever seen that? When you walk into the shul, on each side, there are three pillars supporting a little globe, right? Those three pillars, the reason is, it's a quote from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, "On three pillars, the world stands." What are the three pillars? <inaudible> Study of Torah. <inaudible> avodah. Avodah is prayer.
3: <inaudible> <inaudible>
0: Gemilut Chasadim is charity. Okay, so these are the three pillars that the Tanya just mentioned. Are you exerting yourself in Torah? Are you exerting yourself in the study of Torah, studying more than you naturally are? Want? Are you exerting yourself in avoda in prayer? Are you focusing? And are you exerting yourself in gemilus chasadim in charity? So let's summarize. We need to be of humble spirit before everyone, man, woman, Jew, Jew non-Jew. Even the worthless of worthless men. How could we do that? We said, because you can never judge somebody until you're in their shoes. Where are they? What is their, we, what is their passion? We, yes, they're responsible for all their deeds because a person could always bring fear of God and control himself. But what, what energy are you demanding of that person to control himself? Are you investing that same energy in your relationship with Hashem? And if you are not then you are lower than that person. And therefore, we must respect everyone, no matter who they are. Because we will never be able to know what's going on in their life. You know, they share a story of a man that was on the subway. Maybe it was a woman. And she had kids running around. They were going crazy on the subway. And Another nice New York Pass Subway person, very very helpful, says, "Your kids are out of control. What a mess! Don't you have any control over your kids?" So she says, "You're right." Uh, he or she, I don't remember. She's basically her, her sp- the, the spouse the her spouse who just died, and they're coming back from the hospital. She's so mm-hmm. like, "She's like, you're right, you're right." So all of a sudden, now the whole situation changed. Right? The person wants to help, be helpful. It's a true story. We, we never could really appreciate where someone else is holding. Let's not judge them. Are there any questions?
1: When it's convenient, may I make a comment?
0: Absolutely. Now's a good time. Mm-hmm.
1: Personally, I think it's important to bear in mind that the Zohar imparts to us and the Altar Rebbe fleshes it out in this That you're never done, that it is a personal struggle, and that as you achieve one level, that merely prepares you to struggle to the next level, and that you must bear in mind that it is your individual responsibility to strive toward the ultimate uh, achieving of the. I, I, top, I, I don't want to say top, let's say, ultimate level of the Sefirot. And if you expect to say, oh, I'm done now, I pray that I really feel good, that's not the point. The point is to continue to strive and to constantly guard your actions and to be circumspect enough to constantly build a fence around yourself as well as around the Torah.
0: And I appreciate David's point, and, and I, I may have mentioned this last week, but in yeshiva, if you really wanted to get to somebody, that you would curse them, no, you wouldn't curse them. So, but like a curse would was calling somebody a picture. A what? A picture. A picture. A picture. A picture. Why? Still. Because a picture is still. There's no movement. Mm. That's the worst. Just hang on we want to be. We want to be walking. It we want to be not able, not able to move. True. The worst thing in life. They mm. <laughs> say someone came into a pizza shop, and the man says, "This is kosher. Look, that's my grandfather. He has a big beard." So the man says, "If you were hanging on the, if your picture was hanging on the wall, and your grandfather was behind the counter, I'd be willing to eat here. But if you're behind the counter and your grandfather's hanging on the wall, you know." Thank you, David. Uh, any any other questions? Okay. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful night.